Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I was super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up. This is TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up. Keep your faith in the Lord and we restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it. You keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it. You ain't even got a flash it. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it. Now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella up the in our era of making their life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P Pam known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. We waiting to fest. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray Rand, the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth and ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself. We gotta do it together. A life of wealth. We living like to live it forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. It's a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. Be incredible how he used the oddest things to brush your soul. TNT, Denard, Tony, Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. It's blessed life, I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Listen. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believers. Yeah. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. Yeah. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
To start conference, the recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information. From around the globe, east to west, it's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Wednesday, January 19, 2022. Raven 98 here, along with... Good morning, TNT. What is today? I forgot. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, hump day. It's a great day. We're just getting started. All right, Ray, did you see anything out? Yes. Okay. Let's Let's uh, go with it. Let's go to it real quick. It was called the weekend update because we didn't have a call on Monday. It was a holiday. So from the weekend update, it now appears that the Venezuelan Boulevard did not make the first basket, but the high percentage return will still be good for the second basket. So shop wisely. This week looks very favorable for a possible RV. Keep your head up. And that was um, the weekend update and nothing for Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Man, let me think about this. So, um, well, let me answer that first. The Boulevard, guys, if they, in fact, don't do it, and you already know about it, and they do it after the first basket, that means everybody that can hear my voice has an opportunity to be a multimillionaire, if that, in fact, is true. I'm praying. I don't have it. Well, well, Ray did send me one, I think, or somebody. But <laughs> if it is, in fact, true, all of you are going to have money. So there's no excuse not to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire if it doesn't go during this first basket. So I find that hard to believe, first of all, because a lot of multimillionaires off of the dinar would come billionaires if that were true about the Boulevard not going in the first basket or going at all, which I tell you guys, I have a hard time believing it's going at all considering their situation and the fact that uh, Biden and Maduro do not get along. Matter of fact, have a pissing contest. I would find it hard as long as he's in office for Biden to even let it go when he in fact is having a economic war with them right now. But I could be wrong. But it's so cheap. If it doesn't happen with the RV, I'd spend a hundred grand on it. Easy. <laughs> Easy to become a billionaire or multi billionaire just in case it does. But I'd spend ten grand on it to become a multi millionaire. Anyway. 
that was the possibility. All right. Um, with us going this week, I'm getting ready to get into that, and we'll see you in a minute. But first, I got to start off by saying that um, thank you to everyone who has um, sent me prayers for my wife, for us, our family, and everybody else. And thank you to everyone who has been concerned with my mentality. <laughs> I guess quite a few of you have been concerned about each other. And, and the things that I'm going through here and there. So I'm going to say this because on the last call, I emphasized why I'm I even doing this call or this and that and whole lot of stuff and what's going on and it was not to be negative about the RV itself it was just with everything I was going through I didn't think it was being returned that's all or maybe I did who knows what I was thinking anyway the reason I'm bringing it up right now is because our committee member contacted us told me that uh, he got some phone calls about the last call (laughs) somebody told him he should call and, and talk to us. So he did. Based on that, and he said, yeah, it sounded like you were uh, down in the dumps or it was a negative call or something like that. So, but as I told him, he just is what it is, and we're going to go through it. All right. Maybe I was just mumbling through that part. But anyway, here's the deal. He did call. And he said there were some issues, but they were different from the issues that I thought. But we discussed it, so we kind of came along on the same page, basically. He said there was issues uh, with somebody at, I guess I'm supposed to tell you anyway. He didn't tell me not to tell you. (laughs) That's what he called it, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He said there were some issues with somebody at the CBI and the Treasury who were interpreting part of the Paris Agreement differently. Differently. So they were reading the same information but interpreting to say two different things. And with that, the CBI was now waiting for their court because it went to their court for a legal interpretation before they would advance this thing. That's what he said was going on. So they're they're waiting for that to be cleared up and hopefully this thing will go on from there. My opinion was what we're reading, what I told we're reading, which could be uh, what we're continuing to hear, which was we're waiting for the federal courts to make a decision on the two lawsuits that were filed, which they said they were going to do today. As we all know, has not happened and now is not going to happen because they moved the date to the 25th to make that determination. Now, what is it really all about? First of all, there's not going to be an RV today, tomorrow, next week. 
I don't think we're going to actually see one until they make a decision on the lawsuit. Then we're wide open. But not until they make that decision. The banks are not on standby alert. They're not at the call centers. They're not at the exchange centers because they're waiting for the same thing you and I are waiting for, and that is a window of opportunity to arise that is not here yet or is not made public yet because it could happen at any moment. I just don't think it will. What is the lawsuit really about? We know it's about the framework or Maliki, the Sunnis, their group being cut out of the government, about them saying parliament was illegal and even starting since the oldest member had left and gone to the hospital, about Alabusi not being a legal, the legal president of the parliament. Now, is that what it's really about? Or is it really about just buying more time for them to negotiate and for Maliki to try to get in and become part of the government. So here's what happened over the weekend. The top general from Iran came over, met with Sadar. Amiri met with Sadar. Uh, shoot, what's the other guy's name? Anyway, met with Sadar. They're trying to keep um, Maliki's group in the government, and I'm saying this because if they're not part of it, or if Amir is not part of it, the whole Sunni group, then Iran loses. So Iran came to make an agreement with Sadar that Maliki would be removed from the party for the next four years. Removed from the party, and Maliki would not be part of the government as long as Sadar agreed to let them be part of the government. So that was the biggest announcement with Iran okaying that. And Iran has told Sadar they're okay with whoever he wants to arrest. There's no limits. He can arrest anybody. <laughs> so that's what they put on the table for Sadar. Amiri met with Sadar tried to make a deal, and his deal was that Obadi should be prime minister if they come over and be on his side. He wanted Obadi to be prime minister. So Sadar didn't agree to either one of them, even though they're on the table, and he's working with the other groups to see if he can still maintain the largest group. Maliki, in the meantime, is still trying to negotiate with Amiri, Abadi, his own party, because they split into three, with two of them saying they're going to go with Sadar if that's what they have to do to maintain part of the government, and with the Kurds still trying to fight to become the majority, because that's the only way he stays in. Because Iran has already said, we don't care if you cut him out, and they've made it public, which I know would be music to Walt's ears. We don't even care if you arrest them. <laughs> we don't care. Because everybody can see the writing on the wall. So there's agreements still being made. Instead of the court making a decision today, 
they put it off until the 25th to give more time for them to work out an agreement so that it would be a smooth transition instead of opposition that we're seeing with bombs going off in front of banks like they did over the weekend or missiles being shot out for. They know eventually if Iran gets cut out 100%, there's going to have to be some kind of retaliation, chaos, whatever. So they're trying to get them to work out a deal so it will be a smooth transition to the new government. That's why nothing was done today. Now, on the positive side, all of the politicians, finance ministers, are all putting out articles and statements about changing the rate, the exchange rate, about how much money has been made or saved, about there is no reason for the rate to remain the same because for all the reasons that they change the rate, they're all gone. Today, oil is the highest it's been in seven years, 88 or 86. Highest in seven years, and today they're still putting out projections of $125 this year. Remember back last year, June, July or something, when we needed oil to be at $80 for the RV to happen? That we needed them to have $80 billion in reserves for it to happen? And they've achieved all of that. It's all done. So there's no justification for leaving the rate the same. Now, Maliki's group, Framework Group, others have come out and said they would not Pass the 22 budget till the exchange rate is changed. They're saying they won't pass the budget until they change the exchange rate first. And with that, I'm saying I think that might just happen. It might surprise the CBI and do that because of um, their current financial situation, the surplus they have, oil constantly going up all the agreements, and the framework linking them are trying to take credit for it, and they're going to say they forced it to happen. That's why they're putting out all these statements, that they will not uh, pass the budget until they change the exchange rate. Regardless, whether they're doing it, you know, show and tell or not, all we want them to do is do it. I don't care who's responsible for it. Just get it done. And that'll be CBI and the finance minister anyway, working together are the ones that will make it happen. So everything is very, very positive as far as Iraq. Everything's moving forward. The court could have ruled today. We could have went on. But again, they're waiting to see what kind of agreement Sadar is going to work out with these guys or not. But here's the good thing. Even while they're doing that, in the background, they're trying to decide who the prime minister is going to be. So uh, Maliki's group and the framework are saying that Abadi has the best chances and that he they're actually saying he's going to be the next prime minister, which makes sense to absolutely nobody. Well, they're saying 
Iraq had their best economic while he was prime minister. The citizens are saying he was the worst prime minister ever. That's why they ran him out of office. So why Maliki didn't want to put him back in office doesn't make any sense. So the Irish people, his side are saying Al-Kazimi has the best chance of being the prime minister. So while they're still negotiating all that in the background, while these days are going on, we just need the court to make an answer, and then things will go from there. So nothing bad in Iraq economy, nothing going on there. Um, they are telling the people that change is coming. They haven't mentioned the lower denoms or the coins being released. We don't have a new date yet, and we probably won't have one until the court makes a decision. So again, all the people who've been telling you this weekend that payments are happening and people lining up in the groups are meeting is absolutely BS, because it's not happening. I'll just tell you, and I haven't said it a couple times, I, I know Bob, I know it, Reno. I know the group, and it is not happening, and they're not getting paid. I've talked to all our bankers. They are not on standby alert, haven't even been given a new date yet, and they don't know why. I know why, because I don't think a new date's going to be given out until the court makes a decision, and if it is, we'll know it. But anyway, let's get this party started, right? All right. First question. Rev. J.H.G. Is it possible that all the articles that we're seeing regarding the exchange rate with respect to the dollar are actually asking for a return to the neighborhood of 1190 to 1, as it was before they last depreciated? Well, yeah, because when it started, that's what they wanted. Just return back to that, because that in and of itself was the reason that people lost 25% of their income and received 25% inflation. So just going back to that, they'd be like, man, God, that would just give them all of that back. But with the economy so much more with their reserves, which they haven't even announced today being so much more and the rate of oil, there's no way they can do that. So while initially they started saying that, now they're just saying return to a rate, which we know is to be um, the rate prior to 2003, because that's where their economy is at. That's where all these countries are making agreements to do business with them. That's why they're now internationally all the banks. Are, nobody wants 1190 rate. Nobody. Not any country going in to do business. Uh, investors, anybody, and I don't think we're going to see that rate. Well, I know we're not because it's not the rate that's showing up on bank screens. Okay? All right. Next up is Scato. Can you explain how the Venezuelan Bolivar Soberano banknote has an extremely high percentage return? Now, if if you never believed in divine intervention, today would be a good day. Because there's a formula 
Moscato that you can use to determine that. And right at the beginning of this call, I hadn't even seen your question, but something said, put the formula in the latest blasting tweet so everybody can get it. So if you go to the latest blasting tweets that anyone can access, you're going to see percentage gain formula and their step-by-step instructions on how you can determine the percentage gain on any currency that you are interested in acquiring to help you determine which one is going to bring you the most when the RV happens. So now you won't have to take anybody else's word if we say a certain currency is 400,000% return or a certain currency is 700,000% return or if a certain currency is 1 million percent return. Work the formula and do the math yourself. Then you really will know. So it's in the latest blast and tweets, the percentage gain formula. Moon Pie 66 well, says... I got a question. What? Yeah, what's your why, question? <laughs> why I got to work the formula when I can just ask Ray? Because <laughs> one day, okay. when certain people want to ask Ray, Ray's going to be down in the islands, man, answering the questions. So it's better for you to okay. have the information to determine it yourself instead of relying on somebody else. So that was a good question. Moonpie66 says, can you give us your opinion about the best computer, cell phones, and providers to help us keep our blessings safe. I can't because I'm not endorsing anybody. And it did say, Ray, but Tony, if you want to endorse something or go for it. No, no, no. That's all your choices, guys. I don't know. Um, Right. Yeah, you want to ask the electronic security expert. He could probably give you some... some, Endorsements. All right. Okay. Jim and KC says, if Russia invades the Ukraine, wouldn't that postpone the RV for an indeterminate amount of time, regardless of what Iraq wants to do? I don't think so, simply because there are wars and little things going around all around the world, and we can't be concerned about each and every one of them. And Russia is not part of the RV. And neither is Ukraine. So the fact that, and we're not going to go to war with Russia over Ukraine. Now, President Biden has already made that clear. We will not commit uh, to that conflict as far as boots on the ground. We'll give them missiles, tanks, planes, everything they need to fight with, but we will not enter into the battle. So, no, I don't think it's going to affect the RV anyway. And there's so many other countries involved in this. And again, Russia's not even part of the RV. All right, what's next? Continuing with Jim's question, who switched the boulevard to the second basket? They did. I think Ray did. The requirements. <laughs> yeah, that was our understanding that um, Venezuela had some conditions to meet to be in the first basket. And last report we received, they had not met those conditions yet. 
and continue with the question, um, when does the UST or your committee guy sources think the second basket of currencies is most likely to be exchangeable this year or next year? I'm going to go with sometime it's supposed, this year. What do you it, think, Tony? Yeah, it, it was supposed to be six months after this one, and then the next one, 18 months after this. So we'll see. But that could always change. Okay, T Tavern says, what is the criterion to enter the second basket? The second basket, you're going to have to be a sophisticated investor, which is a minimum qualification of $10 million, which I uh, told you guys throughout the years. If you don't qualify that at that point, I can show you how to qualify. Um, and we'll go through that after the RV because there is still a way. If you don't have $10 million, oh, let me tell you guys right now because Ray said he can be down in the island or somewhere. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You said you were going to tell them later. You didn't say I was going to tell them later. I know, but <laughs> since we're going to Cancun together, I might go to the island. So, <laughs> so you might be down in the island <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Anyway, guys, you're going to over the things that that uh, Ray has has taught you with trust and and foundations. You can go in. You can go in with family members, combine, and and set up accounts at banks. I don't know if ten trust can form an account or a foundation of some kind with multiple people can form an account that lets you all qualify as one at that $10 million threshold. Mm-hmm. And again, you'd have to be well protected and go in and do it. But you now qualify. Then you can go into your bank as a group. Sophisticated investors meet the qualifications and tell them this is what you would like to do. Purchase this currency once you find out what it is. And uh, should help you meet the qualifications. All right, it just got to be ten people you trust, or three people you trust, or whatever it takes to meet that ten million threshold, and that you can do business together and decide how you're going to split everything before it happens. And either going to do it on equal shares or based on what each one of you puts in to come up with the ten million dollars, however you decide to do it. All right, what's next? All right, Sunstar says, with all of the craziness going on in Iran, are the banks or your contacts still saying the real will go in the first basket? That's what the bank is saying, but it's just as crazy as Venezuela to me, but the real is on the screen, and they have a new rate for it. So it just hasn't gone live, but that's what they're telling you. Okay, Nick Global says, Given that the federal court is now putting off a decision concerning the lawsuits until the 25th, do you think the CBI is going to wait until next month at the earliest to revalue the currency? Guys, if I was the CBI, if I was, I'm just giving you all honesty. It's not even what you want to hear, but it's the truth. If I was the CBI, I wouldn't do it until the new government was formed. 
because then there is no doubt about what direction the country is going into. I was the CBI. Now, the fact that it's going to take 65 days or what, 75 days, because they get 30 days after they name the first guy, the CBI might not have that long for the whole country goes up in flames because the price of oil keeps going up. It may force them to do it anyway, which seems more likable than anything at the rate that it keeps going up. They're just not going to be able to justify it to the people of, of maintaining that rate for another 75 or, or 90 days. So they may be forced to do it, whether they really wanted to or not. Is it a requirement that the new government be in place? No, it is not a requirement. Is it a good way to do business? Absolutely. Now, can Parliament go in and change the rate, like some people are suggesting? No, they cannot change the rate. They're not in charge of the rate. The finance minister is not in charge of the rate. He's in charge of what to do with the money once the rate changes. Now, do they all try to talk to each other and come up with some conclusion or advise the CBI to change the rate? Yes, that's why CBI changed it in 2020, because they wanted them to. It's still the CBI's decision. When they get ready to change it now, is the finance minister going to have something to say about it, parliament? Yeah, why are we doing this? Why, why are we dragging our people now? Why are we affecting our economy? Still, the decision belongs to the CBI, and that's who will make it. Okay? All right. That takes us to live callers. Because you pretty much answered Burbank Lou's question. That was about the prime ministers and presidents, et cetera. So, 435 area code, you are on. 435-828. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just barely got back in my truck. I should have. No, you just made it. Off. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the 25th then is what you were saying uh, for our next what? opportunity. No, that's not what I said. We're looking okay, at the 25th important. for the courts to make a decision. We're looking for a window of opportunity to open after that, but it could be any moment CBI decides. So there's nothing bad going on, guys. It's just the banks are not sitting there. Call center's not sitting there. Exchange location. I just got a text from him. He said nothing's happening, and they're not getting any updates, and I don't think they'll get an update until after the 25th. Right. Well, that makes sense. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Take care. All right. Have a great day, sir. <clears throat> you bet. Bye. 404, area code, you are on. Hi, Tony, and hi, Ray. Again, appreciate your tenacity in helping us to connect these myriad of dots here. Um, 
I'm interested with respect to kind of all of the political uh, wheeling and dealing that is going on over there and the fact that we suddenly find Maliki out uh, in, uh, as a, a solo type of, of player. And I don't want to steal uh, Walt's thunder um, here, but I, I am curious, just in case Walt doesn't get on asking on his behalf, uh, what sort of risk is there to upsetting the apple cart that, you know, we have uh, someone who uh, has, you know, been the head of the party and now the party is vacating him and, you know, they're creating alliances uh, elsewhere. Um, we know he owns a lot within the media, so he's got a mouthpiece uh, for, you know, kind of disrupting. What sort of risk, if any, is there that this one individual can put between now and the 25th or whenever, you know, some of the other decisions are made? I don't see there's any risk. He is still fighting. Now, he's still trying to form the largest group because Iran has already told him, hey, we'll cut you out of the drop of hat. We already told Star. Not only is he going to be gone, but anybody that backs him is going to be gone. So whether he owns the newspapers, radio stations, I think at that point he doesn't have any support would be irrelevant. And the fact that if the Integrity Commission does come after him, they're going to shut all that down. He's going to lose all that. So I don't think he's any threat alone. But long as he had his group in Iran backing him, then he could cause problems and issues. But alone, not at all. And everybody right now is separating from him and saying they're willing to separate from him as long as Sadar gives them a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. The Iraqi citizenry, where are they falling in in this respect? Are, are they somewhat shell-shocked at this stage, or are they kind of um, pulling their act to, together and that they're running the risk of uh, some angry demonstrations starting to surface within the next you know, few days, week or so? What's the status there? Now, are you referring to uh, about Maliki or just – the or just the, the citizenry, the, you know, just the okay. general uh, state of uh, affairs of, you know, look, we've been patient, we've been waiting, you know, we've believed uh, you, we're following, and it's still, you know, in a state of dormancy from their perspective. I'm just wondering how they're reacting. There's nothing from them. They're not demonstrating, protesting anything. They are patiently waiting to see what the result is. Okay. Uh, you know, from, from our perspective, kind of uh, ping-pong match here, going back to the buildup that we saw leading up to January 15th in, in Texas, um, and, of course, January 15th come and gone, what are the reactions now from the, the Texan uh, folks? Are they in kind of a alliance with, with the other uh, bankers on, on here, or are they kind of saying a slightly different tune? What's their explanation? No, they're not. Just haven't gotten an update. Nobody. Period. Nobody. Period. Texas has not gotten an update. Everybody yeah. is right. waiting. Yep. Okay. And lastly, in one of your comments uh, here, you were talking about that the Iraqi people weren't wanting the 1190 rate going back to, to that, that that is not the rate that's showing on the bank screen. So I'm asking you, what is the rate showing on the bank screen? 
The rate on the bank screen is three eighty one. The rate rate on the cards is four eighty one. The people are just saying take us back to the rate because they don't know. They're like um, this guy doing the videos who is telling everybody what what Frank used to say. It's not going to be one to one. It's going to be a program rate. It's going to slowly float up. No, that's not what's going to happen. The RV is going to change the rate immediately. Now, it has to go back one day or one hour. Then when the RV occurs, it's going to be 381. It's not going to slowly float up to 381. Not when that's already on the bank screen and people will have their um, visa cards but a MasterCard already has been told in their back that they're going to have a rate of 481. It's going to be one-to-one. One. It is going to be one-to-one one in Iraq, mm-hmm. but as far as in a international rate, it is not. Yeah. Okay. Well, my math is always just 10 days from whenever this happens. We know that that's when our TNT Super Fantastic or Paid Forward Project will be. So sooner or later, it's going to happen. So we appreciate it. And again, thank you ever so much. And have yourself a great, hopefully soon, Wealth Coming to Us Wednesday. But I'd like it to be this Wednesday, today. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks again. Appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. 754 Area Code, you are on. Well, good morning, Tony, and good afternoon, Ray. Another beautiful, cool day in Florida. Uh, first, Tony, very happy to hear that your wife is making a fabulous comeback. Everyone has prayed for her, and luckily the prayers have been answered. Yes, thank um, you. You're welcome. Um, before I ask my regular questions, approximately how many people in the United States are the NAR holders? Do you have any idea as to an approximate number? The last number I was given was 10 million. Okay, 10 million. So before I get into my questions, I know that people that are devoted to Frank 26 and are on his calls and on his site and text them, I just want to get this clear. There is no way it is possible at all for 10 million people to be able to call an 800 number on the back of their debit card and get an appointment to do an RV. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'd like them to go back on that call as he cockas you for about 800 numbers. There is no way that you can just call a bank and 10 million people can show up in different banks, correct? Listen, there isn't any way because if you call the 800 number on the back of your card, they don't make bank appointments for you on the back of your cards. Now, you have to call the bank yourself and make an appointment. Furthermore, the system is set up by the United States Treasury. It was set up by zones that we've already told you guys about. And you have to call an 800 number in your zone. And the exchange center and call centers are separately from the people doing the day-to-day work on the back of your bank card. Because those go straight to the bank. So it is incorrect. It is possible. And that is not the system 
that the bank has set up. Now, he could find that out like anybody else if they simply call one of the banks or shank locators, find a regional manager, a local guy who's in charge of one, and ask them how the system's going to work because they have made it public to us already, have educated us on it, given us the information that we're going to need to give you. So unless he's been excluded, he doesn't really have a clue that is not how the system is going to work. Which I agree with you, and I wanted it cleared up on here since so many of his people do listen to your calls also. Um, I want to go back several years. I didn't get into this until 2012 or 2013, so my first question may be a little bit old, but I would still like an explanation. Um, Iraq and Iran are two separate countries. So in context, comparing it to the United States and Canada, let's say, Canada cannot come in and dictate how our government runs. So how did Iraq gain so much influence in the government in Iraq? How did Iran gain so much influence when they are two separate countries. And from what I heard, you did go through this when this first started, but I was not privy then. So if you've got a short answer to it, I would appreciate it as far as their influence in that country. All right. I'll try to make it short if there is a short answer. But during the war, when we came in, it left a void in Iraq when uh, Saddam Hussein was taken out. So now they were leaderless. No government, no way of joining the two, Kurdistan, Iraq, and the country, except for the U.S. to come in. And it was a long-distance relationship. So as the U.S. tried to educate them and help set up their government, so did Iran. Now, how did Iran get in there for the most part? Because they helped them fight ISIS. They became their partners in fighting ISIS when Maliki let them in there. Now, you got to remember, the U.S. put Maliki in charge. But I got to go back one more other step. When Saddam Hussein was coming after Maliki, he ran to Iran and they gave him shelter. So when the U.S. put Maliki in charge, Iran said, hey, you owe us. We're looking out for you, so we want you to do some things for us, which Maliki gladly did. He also let Iran put Iran uh, uh, Iraqis, which dual citizenship means, in some government positions. So he embedded Iranian loyalists into the government way back then when Maliki was the prime minister. And they're still in there now, and that's why they have so much influence in Iraq. Because so many of parliament members, mayors, governors, city leaders are actually Iran loyalists. And that's what Al-Kazimi has been fighting to get rid of. Those are 
the 200 parliament members that are on the integrity list to be arrested. Because in doing that, Iran set up a network of, of smuggling where they smuggle money in and out of the country, uh, where they put in false banks that were created that were really Iranian supporters moved money for them, where they set up border controls that were really run by Iran, even though Maliki and his guys were saying they were running, they were doing whatever Iran wanted them to do to funnel the money out of Iraq into Iran because that was the only living source they had since the U.S. had them cut off from the rest of the world. In turn, Iran said, give us this and we'll let you steal this. So even today, they announced that they had, I think, $200 billion frozen in Lebanese accounts, or $20 billion in Lebanese accounts, but over $600 billion in other countries that was funneled out during Maliki Abadi's administrations um, into Lebanese. That was all set up, okay, through Iran by doing the smuggling and double dealing, the things they were doing. And it said through all of the politicians, not stealing on the street, but through the politicians, where all the money that the U.S. was putting into Iraq, even back in the beginning, $4 billion a month was just disappearing. They were moving it to Iran to survive, and the politicians were getting their share for doing it. So now we look 10 years later, and it's like, and I can use either party. So I'm going to use the Democrats because that's going to make some people feel better. It's like the Democratic Party is actually Iranian party, where the Republican Party is actually Iraqi party because that's how it's split, split up right now, parties. And that's why uh, Sadar is trying to cut out the entire party because it cuts Iran out. And he's trying to go with a majority government. Iran out. That's also why the top general from Iran came over and met with him and said, hey, we'll let you cut Maliki's head off if you want to. Just don't cut us out. Because they know if they're out with the sanctions that are on, it would stop all the smuggling, the currency, everything. They would have none of their politicians in there to influence it and they would be dead in the water. So they're willing to do practically anything to keep some of their people in influence in the government because they could not survive four years outside the government. That's what's going on. Okay. And with this next delay, um, would Iraq doesn't have a president, doesn't have a prime minister seated, nothing, the government still is not set. This could drag on and on and on. Is that correct? I mean, we may not see this till April with every delay that they have until the government is seated. Does the CBI and Biden have to wait till all that is done until this goes? Or are we looking at a shorter time frame, even though you said it makes sense to have them in place. Isn't Al Kazimi still, you know, prime minister until they see the government? So why 
would they keep delaying and delaying and delaying? We're going through the first quarter of a new year. Okay. So, again, the government has 75 days to be formed, which would take it into April. And the more they delay it, the 25th end of the month is going to take it into May as far as the government is getting formed. Do they have to wait? No. Would it make sense to wait? Yes. But will the people let them wait? That is the question. (laughs) Because can they justify waiting as far as the numbers? No. Oil continues to go up. It's gone up in the last seven days, and it's continuing to go up, which takes away all their excuses. Their debts are now paid. So now they have all that money coming back in, and their money is being released around the world. So there's no justification to keep the rate where it's at. And that's what the politicians are saying and the people, and that's why I'm saying I don't think they could last another 90 days without doing it. So we'll see as soon as the court makes a decision. Hopefully it's on the 25th. I was hoping it's going to be today because that will mean Sadar made an agreement. And once that agreement is made or not made, whatever they're going to do, everybody will clearly know what direction we're going in and go from there. Okay. All right. Well, the people have rioted in the past for lesser things. They don't seem to be getting anywhere with the government. They seem to be able to do whatever they want in whatever time frame they want. Um, I don't see where they really care enough about their people to speed this up. So we could conceivably, even though you don't think so, conceivably go into April or May. Am I right or am I wrong? We could. I can't say no. I cannot say no because we could. Is that what we're looking at or they're talking about doing? No. But could that happen? Absolutely. And the fact that our banks have no direction at the moment, which, again, I don't expect them to get one until after the 25th, then we'll know where we're going. Now, we're looking at all the information we can clearly see ourselves. We're looking at the political side of it. Again, my committee got calls today. There's something else going on. And as soon as they interpret this, we're probably likely to see it, which would be in this time frame. I still don't think, even if that's done, anything happens until the court makes a decision. Uh, my last question, the Bolivar. I know people that have purchased it. Since it's in the second basket, um, if that is all people have, uh, will they be able to do their exchange without having that $10 million or anything else that's required? Will they still be able to exchange their Bolivar? Well, yeah, I don't think people can stop you from doing it uh, if you already have it or at a certain amount. I I think you can still do it. It's in the second basket. But as far as uh, I think what we're doing or any rules they're going to set up for no taxes, exchange thing, 
You're going to have to be a sophisticated investor. And the bank is going to change. Like now where, you know, you can go in and buy a million, two million. You're going to have to justify that as an investment, long-term investment. There's going to be some different rules. Okay, those are my questions for today. Thank you for clearing so much up. I do appreciate it, and I guess I can't quit my day job yet, so um, I will be back oh, on Monday. Wait, because I thought Marjon was your day job. That's only a Friday job. There's the rest of the week that's got to pay the bills. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, I can't quit my day job yet. <laughs> as much as I want right. at my age. But have a great rest of, rest of the week, and I guess we'll okay. be back on Monday for me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Two, 209, area code, you are on. Good morning. Good afternoon. I figured my question, Tony, you would would answer, and that was on the state law about the uh, budget being passed without changing the assault. So that question was answered. Okay. My question regards that, Liz, I've always wondered, when we get on Q&A, do we, if our question is answered, do we just put our hands down by hitting star one, or do you want us to get completely off and go to listen only? No. No, no, you can put your hand down. Or you can leave it up. Doesn't matter once once I clear you and put you back on on um, mute. You don't have to do anything. Okay. Just just sit okay. there and just keep listening. All right. Um, I didn't want to tie up the line if somebody else was trying to get and ask a question. I did notice though that when we call in on listen only, if we call in mm-hmm. on the first line, we have to give a code. But if we call in on the second line, we don't have to give a code. Did you know that? Some people had said that, and I, I just kind of thought they figured out what the code was. It's the same code for the playback. Right, and that's what I figured out. Okay, and then yeah. 404, <laughs> 404 answered my second question. I don't remember the other guy's name that answered about the 25th. So with all that being said, I have one more question, and that is, Tony, you were talking a little bit fast, and when somebody had asked about endorsements for cell phones and computers, you said, you guys said you wouldn't recommend it, not recommend, but you had no answer. But, Tony, you said something with a name, and I didn't get that. Can you repeat that? I said a uh, cybersecurity expert. Cybersecurity expert. Okay. And then um, I wanted to let you know my sister-in-law lives in Florida, pretty close to the other Florida lady. And she was able to purchase Dong at Sawgrass, and then she was able to push it, purchase it an exchange place in, uh, I believe it was Miami, but I found out that it was almost double what we've been paying, just so people know. And yeah, somebody did... told me that on the last call, I think, yeah. Okay, and I think that was all U.S. and air holders know. Okay, I think that was it. I just want to let you know, Ray, um, I am going to be sending some money in snail mail, so you will be having some money come in. It's not much, but when you got $700 medical prescription bills, it makes it hard. So anyway, it yes, will ma'am. be coming. And I thank you guys very much for all your help, education, and I'm out. Thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. 610, area code, you are next. Hey, good afternoon, Ray. Hey, good morning, Tony. It's G-Man MPA. Greetings. Hey, man, how you doing? 
doing super fantastic gentlemen it is another bright super sunny day in the northeast another beautiful hey, 47 wait. degree day okay i just wanted to tell you that uh my wife got the card and she said thank you and and she got a card from somebody else that said g lady do you know her i do not i do not okay well, thank you to the G's anyway. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You're very welcome. And continued blessings and continued recovery for Tamara. That's fantastic. Super. All right. All right. Long version here, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know, all these calls and all the means of communication that Ray and Tony use to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to send in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button. And when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, PO Box 1748. Elm City, that's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. That way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For those of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNT super fantastic website, click on that red payment button and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit card or credit card of your choice. On the click here instructions, that'll take you to a menu page where you can choose the payment that you want to send in. Click on the payment that you want to send in that will take you to another page where you will be asked to fill in your email address, your name, and your credit card information. In the block where you fill in your name, after you have typed in your name, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. Again, Ray uses that information to track those payments as they come in. So again, to donate electronically, Go to the TNT super fantastic website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit card or credit card of your choice. Click on the click here instructions. That will take you to a menu page where you will find various denominations of payments that you can choose from. Click on the payment that you would like to send in. That will then take you to another page where you will be asked to type in your email address, your name, and your credit card information. In the block where you type in your name, after you have typed in your name, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. Again, that makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. After you've typed in your credit card information, you scroll down to the bottom of the page and hit that blue pay key. After you have clicked on that blue pay key, 
stay on that page for a few seconds. You'll then receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT blog talk radio show. That way, you know your payment has gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you to both of your families for continuing to share you with us. Thank you to those 13 task force members who are still out there making sure that the bankers and meeting facilities are going to be available for us post-RV so we can get all that banking information. And as Ray has taught us, remember, verification, negotiation, diversification, protect your principal, KYW, know your worth, and Vegas, 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 and Raleigh, 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 so I can come join you and enjoy some of that good home style North Carolina barbecue. Thank you, gentlemen. Make it a dynamite rest of the day. All right, sir. Thank you very much. We do appreciate you. All right. You're welcome, Ray. Yep. Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. All right. All right, Tony. You're very welcome. All right. 360. Erico, you are on. It's Walt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, good, uh, good morning, Tony. Good afternoon, Ray. It's Walt. Good afternoon, uh, sir. Hey, good morning. No surprise. Hey, good. I uh, just seems like I woke up today. Just glad I woke up. So um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, hey, Tony, I'm curious because um, this thing really is about the survival of Maliki and the fact that. At sooner, at some point in time, the militia has to react, either by picking up their stuff and going home, or letting it all break loose, as the saying goes, uh, only because their survival will uh, depend upon the government's ability to neutralize them. Is, is that a fair assessment? It is. So, well, here's the thing: if um, Sadar eliminates Maliki completely or eliminates his entire party, which if he does the majority, that's what he's doing. And they're in no position to continue smuggling money to Iran because that removes all of those ministers out of any uh, authority. And the Integrity Commission gets to go after all of them. Now, if Iran can't get that smuggled money in with the other, they can't pay the militia. And if the militia don't get paid, they get hungry. And if they get hungry, then they're going to have to do what al Qazim and Kazar said and become part of the military if they want to get paid or if they want to eat. Because nobody's going to fight for Iran for free against their own country, but they will for money. Because that's what they're doing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And here's the, the greater is. thing, what you wanted. And Iran is saying, yes, they are willing to sacrifice Maliki and anybody else 
to stay part of the government. I guess then that uh, I guess that'll be remain to be seen as long as the uh, courts make the decision. So that's all I got. I appreciate it, Tony. Thanks, Ray. And uh, yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm wondering if the is the waiting patiently is versus rockets and gunfire. It seems like what it is. I don't know. We'll Thank see. you. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Well, let me yeah. tell you this. So, yep. I am thankful today, and I'm glad that you woke up this morning. Tony, I, uh, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Always good to hear you, my friend. <laughs> from the from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All thank right, you, sir. Sir. take care. Right, you too. Bye bye. Three eight six area code. You are on. Ah, good morning and good afternoon, to both of you. All right, good How morning. Are you good afternoon. Good. I'm uh, super fantastic. I'm super fantastic too today, Tony. Um, did you guys hear of any gurus getting any CMKX packages over the weekend? No. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> that have SKRs? Okay. I just thought I'd know. Uh, all right. You thank you, sir. Thing, you don't think this thing could go into April or May or June, do you? Anything is possible if they continue to drag it out. But I think, actually, if they come to an agreement, it'll move a lot faster uh, than if they don't. But it's going to move regardless. So it's just a matter of CBI going to wait out the 75 days or are they going to go before it? That's all we're waiting to find out. And that's the information we should receive after the court makes their decision. Okay. I have no more questions. And thank you very much, gentlemen. And God bless everybody. All right. Alrighty. Thank you, sir. 619 area code. You were on. Good morning. Good afternoon, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Good afternoon. Um, I guess the big red flag for me that lead into my question is Tony mentioning on past couple calls that no one wants to take responsibility for pushing the go button on the RV and the government of Iraq going in the tank and therefore the world economy going in the tank. It seems like those powers really read this situation of the Iraqi government really being a colossal mess right now. Would that be accurate? I don't know that it's a colossal mess. They need a decision made. And so they know what direction it's going in, which you give everybody confidence. And it doesn't matter. If Sadar makes an agreement with the uh, framework and the framework says, okay, Maliki's out, but you're going to give us part of the government, not control it, not do what we did before, but we're going to be involved in the government, okay then everybody knows which way we're going. If the court comes back and says, hey, they're wrong, we're going, and Sadar says, 
I got the votes without you guys. I'm excluding you. Everybody knows what way we're going. But the fact is they have to know what way we're not going is civil unrest, chaos in the streets, bombing everything. And Iran loses if that happens either way. So that's the decision. What the court is waiting for, I think what CBI is waiting for is to have a clear path of where they are going. Will the new prime minister have the ability to name a new uh, head of the CBI, or will it continue to be the person that's been in charge for however long they've been in charge? The prime minister has the power to do that. Is that something that you see happening? It just seems like we're going to run out of clock before the citizens start getting severely upset, and then we've got more chaos on our hands. What I see happening is Al Kazimi being the next prime minister for a full term because he's already leading everything to white papers. For the CBI governor to remain because he's the one who appointed him and for act to go. Uh, the only question is with Iran and Maliki them trying to say, are they even going to be part of the government and which part are they going to be? And are they going to live with that? And right now, they're saying we're just willing to live with being part of it. I don't care if you cut Maliki's head off. I don't care if you arrest 200 politicians. Just let us still be part of it because it's the only way Iran survives. Gotcha. Okay. Well, hopefully the can doesn't keep getting kicked past the 25th on the decision, and and we we are all going to the bank before. April or May. So thank you for your time. I appreciate your information. All right. Thank you, sir. 972, area code. Danny in Dallas, you're on. Yes, Danny in Dallas. Lord, yeah, man. Lord Dallas, LD. Hey, how y'all? All right. How you doing? It's a beautiful day. Uh, we're we're going to be up to 65 degrees, sunshiny situation, but we'll take this because the rest of the week's going to be below freezing. Oh well, it'll give me a reason to snuggle up tonight. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I need to confess something. The uh, <laughs> confessions for the soul. Yes, it is. Um, I have. Uh, I uh, told you guys I'm uh, optimistically content. Uh, I just realized over the last, oh, maybe four or five weeks or so that when I wake up in the morning on a Monday or Wednesday or Friday, immediately I have to go through my brain, how am I going to make it today? And the next thought is it's Monday. There's going to be a call. And then I get depressed. The reason I get depressed is they're eight hours ahead of us. If you hadn't already <laughs> sent out some form or the rest of the the uh, Internet community hasn't uh, blitzed through the Internet to uh, notify us, uh, it's probably not going to happen today. Say that 100% of the time that that is true because it hadn't happened yet. But... Um, I just wanted to to confess that, Uh, not that I am sorry for what uh, I have done in preparation for it, but it is a, uh, I woke up this morning, Wednesday, 
And I was thinking through my day, and then immediately I thought, oh, no, it didn't happen again. Help me here. Give, <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give, me, give me motivation beyond where I seem to be. What do you think? Well, Danny, all I can tell yeah. you is <laughs> what I've been is it's going to happen. Every morning, oh, yeah. I wake up just like you do. <laughs> Every time I say, well, it's still going to happen, and all I need is what? <laughs> Be prepared for when it happens. That's all. Yeah. Other than that, I just got to live my day like every other day and go through it. But it's going to happen. Well, I am, I am no less confident that it will. It's just that moment of disappointment. And then, yes, it's going to happen. Accumulate, as Ray says. Accumulate in the meantime. So that's what I'm uh, what I'm thinking through. So here we sit. But thank you for the news. The explanation, po- political as it is, is appreciated, and um, we just we don't have any control over that. We we shouldn't have had any knowledge of this in the first place. So to uh, to have the knowledge we have has been kind of important. So I'll let you guys go, and I'll listen to whatever else you got to share, and then we'll go from there. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. 801 Area Code, you are on. Hey, good morning to you, Tony, and Ray. Good afternoon. Greetings. Good morning. <laughs> hey, and Ray, work with me here. But after okay. last Friday's call, you were a little down, and so Ray and I were talking, and to make you feel a little better, I'm going to take my larger contribution I pay – I. I've been sending in each month. We're gonna. I'm gonna individually make up 30 small ones, so you have lots of donations every month. How'd that make you happier? Okay. <laughs> okay. That one. And Ray's like, no, I, there's no way I'm gonna make all this positive. <laughs> anyway, a lady sent me a text this morning. She said, Tony, instead of sending you the $25 on the first of the month. I'm going to send you 15th on the 1st and 15th on the 15th. Hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to send a couple of bucks every day for 30 days, and you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> anyway, okay, real quick. The question is, I mean, we've all done business, and if there's just legal interpretation needed, especially if there's a large company, but you've got uh, many countries all pivoting on this. Can't that, like, be done in, like, a couple hours? <laughs> You'd have a whole legal team ready to go. It's just here, interpret this. You'd think that we could get done a lot faster. So there's something else maybe holding it up from those guys, or are they still buying time with that? What's, what's your opinion there, Tony? My opinion is, I don't know why it takes you 15 years to realize you guys are not on the same page. First of all, maybe four I, different I administrations. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, but okay, and you're right. But if if I interpret it one way and you interpret it one way, your lawyers interpret it one way, my lawyers interpret it another way. I mean, how far can we go? Oh, we got to wait for the court to make a decision. Because we both keep saying the same thing. So we need that neutral place, but it's Iraq's court that we're waking, waiting to make the decision. 
What I found funny about it, and I, I did tell him, okay, we're waiting for the same federal court to make that decision that we're waiting to make the decision if Parliament was right or not. Is we just at the same time? Is that a coincidence or mm-hmm. is one, you know, a disguise for the other? I, I don't know. But anyway, we'll know on the 25th one way or the other. Something to get there done go. and we'll go on there. All right. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> all right. Praises for your life, and thank you, both of you, for everything you do for us all. Appreciate it. So, all right. Thank you, wonder- sir. Yes, sir. All right. Two, zero, oh, wait a minute. Two, zero, six. Go on. Hey, greetings, guys. Ben Franklin here. I got a quick one, first of all, for you, and then one for Tony. Ray, I probably is just a fluke on my computer or internet connection, but when I sent in my last donation, oh, I don't know, five days ago or something like that, uh, it was real fluky, and it took like 10, 15 minutes, and finally it came back and said, uh, oh, it went through. Um, I'm just wondering if off the top of your head, do you remember seeing that come in to you? No, sir. If you didn't, that's okay. Uh, okay, well, could you shoot me an email, please, to let me know what, after the call, because it, I, I want you to have the money, and it was really weird. It, it didn't give me certainty that that uh, online transaction went through. All right. Did you do it as Ben Franklin? If not, then you'll need to shoot uh, me an email with the name that you actually did it in and the amount, so I'll know what to look for. Okay, well, it's my my name, not my board name, and it's the only way you can do that. I mean, you need to put the name on the card, and then well, I don't know what your name is. That's why I said you have to email me that information. Well, afterward, I have a question. Afterward, I put my phone number after my name on the card, and then in parens, Ben Franklin. So. You should okay. have that data if that way of presenting it works. But you know, I can tell you what you need to do to make it work. You just don't want to listen to what I'm telling you. I'm telling well, you, you need to email you me your name. Problem. But I'm telling you what I need in order to determine if it solved the problem. I need you to email okay. me your legal name that you used to did the transaction and the amount, so I know what to go look for. You're asking me to look right. for a needle in a haystack without the right data. Okay. Well, it was there, but it's after the phone number. Anyway, I will send you that email. And is that Ray 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 Ren ninety eight at AOL dot com. AOL. Awesome online will do. service. Thanks. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. And an old one, yeah. And and Tony, with regard to this uh, issue that they're not on the same page with, uh, it didn't come across to me that they really said what the issue was. Do you know what the issue is that they want to have settled? Um, I don't know if I know or not. I, mean, I don't even know what he was telling me because I was saying really, but whatever, it's an issue with the Paris Agreement. Not specifically okay. what it was. It was interpretation 
of something in the Paris Agreement. And no, so I'm going to say no, I don't know what it was, but it was only one thing. And he said it was somebody okay. at the track, somebody at the CBI didn't agree with what it was saying. So okay, it must be something difficult if you can interpret it two different ways. Is all I can say. Okay. And then you, what did your guy at uh, uh, your committee guy, I think it was, who called you, what did he say about that? Did he say that made sense to him or did that not make sense to him? He is the one who said it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, then that clears up my questions. I wish you both a great day, and I thank you both for everything you do for us. All right, yes, thank sir. you, sir. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Eight four three. He called and told me that. But yeah, in the background. He called and told me that because he said he got a call, and they said that uh, that our last call wasn't too enthusiastic, which I thought it was great. I was just being honest. But anyway, they were concerned, so that's why he called. Me. All right. Good. Okay. Three one zero, Erico. You're on. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. We yes, hear sir. You. Okay. Thanks, guys, for um, taking my call. I rarely get a chance to call in because I'm usually working. So I really appreciate you taking my call today. Sure. Okay. Here's my here's my question. Um, just thinking about this out loud. The CBI has been making changes to the exchange rate for years without interfacing with the government. And now they're taking into consideration what's going on in the courts to make a decision to, to, release, the, to release the new rate that's supposed to be released to the public. And there's also documentation stating that the um, um, – I forgot which – council it is that said um, they're not doing anything with um, about passing the budget until the rate has changed. So this is telling me, I'm just thinking out loud here, that there's actually something else going on besides the court, and the court is just the, is just the stage. So there's something else telling me that something else is really holding us up. Am I missing something here? Am I way off base? Am I wrong? Um, I'm just trying to grasp this. So um I'm going to let you guys talk now. Okay. So, first of all, CBI is the only one that can change the rate. Can they be influenced by somebody else or something else? Obviously, they can. That's why they changed the rate last time, because Parliament and the finance minister said, hey, we need this in order for our plan to work, which is to build our reserves so our economy doesn't flatline. So, okay. But CBI is the last one. And they said, all right, we're going to work with you in the economy and we're going to get this done. So they changed the rate. Now, changing it back, going to the next level. Again, CBI makes the final decision. They do it based on what's going on in the country 
and what's going on in their economy. So again, if Parliament is saying, hey, we achieved our goals, our finance minister is saying, hey, we need to change the rate, it's just too much surplus, CBI can look at it and say, yeah, we got all this surplus money now, oil's going up, all these contracts coming in, our money's worth more, then let's try and change the rate. That's their prerogative to do that. It's also their prerogative to say, I don't want to change the rate. And then the whole country collapsed because Iran, Maliki, Mary, anyway, start bombing each other, shooting there's chaos in the streets. And then all these countries withdraw all their contracts. So why don't I wait and see what's going to happen before we go through that? Because that would be too much of a shock on the system. That's what I would do if I was the CBI. I'm just keeping it real with you guys. If I was in charge of it, why risk all that? Because if they change the rate today, the country collapses next month, three months from now. It'll be another 20, 30 years before they get another shot. Because nobody's going to have confidence in them. It will have cost everybody so much. It's not going to work. And Iran will go and make an agreement with the U.S. on the nuclear deal have their country back, their money, and just let them dangle out there in the wind. So CBI makes the decision based on what's going on around them or who they're being influenced by. That's why Parliament is saying we're not going to do the budget until, well, not Parliament, but Maliki and them putting it out, until the CBI changes the rate. Trying to make themselves look good, but knowing all the time there's a very good possibility the rate's going to change before the budget comes out anyway. All right? Okay. Well, that's the only question I had, so thanks for taking my call. God bless you both, and continue to keep, continue to keep doing the great job that you're doing. All right. Thank All right. you, sir. Thank you. All right. We're at the bottom half of the hour. Let's pack up and get All out. right, guys. So, uh, just like I started the call, I'm in the call. There's no bad information. The country's moving forward. The price of oil is moving up. They're still putting things on TV and print about the rate changing. Should be changed. There's no reason for it not to change. So, the citizens are still aware of it. So, while I was hoping today was a decision, it wasn't. We'll wait till the 25th and see what the court says, which will free things up, and we'll know where we're going. Uh, now, it could happen at any time because they can make a decision. I mean, they can make an agreement. Both, both Maliki and all of them can make an agreement before they go, and we could see it any time. So... In the meantime, in between time, do what I'm going to do. Enjoy your day. Be super fantastic while you're doing it. And enjoy the super fantastic. All right, Ray. Okay, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for us for this hump day Wednesday. And we'll be back on Fantabulous Earth Friday. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going days when I feel like giving up. Fire. 
remember this. Your storm is over. I believe your rain is gone away. Clouds have moved. I believe you made it through it. Oh, I believe it's already done. I'm excited about your future. To stop conference recordings, this session is no longer being recorded. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. Enjoy your hump day Wednesday. We are out of here.